Good morning. Welcome back to another episode of the Hip Bodies Podcast. It is your host, Chelsea Pleasant, and we're on the road today. I get to run some errands all by myself, which I absolutely love doing. It's chilly here today, though. It is like it's rainy and cold. We have the fireplace on, which just gives me a pile of anxiety when I'm in the house with Casey. <laughs> I would never have the fireplace on if it was just me at home. Like, no way. Okay, anyway. If you're new here and you're like, I don't care what the weather is, where you, who are you? What's up? So the Hip Bodies podcast is an extension of the workout group that I created. Um, back in 2017, I started working out live and it was really because I wanted a way to train my clients that I had left when I moved away from Washington. And so it, I don't want you to think of it like a normal workout video because I really want it to be more like I'm your workout buddy and I can walk you through every exercise. And like one of the things, if we train together, like there is girl talk. Okay. There's going to be girl talk. Actually right now inside Hip Bodies, I, I have a girl that works out on camera with me every morning and she is single. So she is dating and I'm just going to say it like I'm dying for the next update. Like I am dying. I think we all are. And she didn't show up on Friday, which like makes me think, was she with him? Like what's, uh, I need the update. Okay. Anyway, anyway, enough about that. Enough about that. Let's get in to this week's podcast. So right now I am out and about running errands and I just have a couple of ingredients that I need to make this like delicious buffalo chicken soup that I want to make. And <coughs> I wanted to kind of talk about why I'm making that because I'm eating keto again. I was doing protein and plants for the last couple of weeks. Um, that was the, you know, kind of protocol that I had put for our challenge inside hip bodies. But I told people, Hey, if low carb works for you, stick with it. I'm just trying to show another approach. The problem is I have felt like so much worse doing that, eating that way. Okay. And like, hear me out. When I say so much worse, it's not like I feel like a, just a pile of garbage, right? I just mean like I'm thinking about food all the time and I'm never satisfied. And that's one of the things about like when I'm eating intentionally and in a way to lose weight, my goal is to make it as mindless as possible. And so when I am like constantly thinking about what I can eat next It's just hard. And so that, you know, when you eat a low carb diet and not everyone feels this way, this is my experience. Yours might not be the same, but I don't like hunger does not bang on my window. It's just like, Hey, if you have food now would be good. You know what I mean? But it's not, it's not aggressive. (laughs) And with protein and plants, I don't know if it was because I was struggling to get as many calories in. I don't think so. I'm a big eater, but I just never felt truly satisfied. And then if I was satisfied, you know, it was often because I ate like some potatoes and stuff. And we all know what happens with the potatoes. Talked about it last week. I was scissor farting all over my mom's neighborhood while I took my son trick or treating and they were just disgusting, which I learned something. I want to pass this on. Somebody who listened to the podcast said that there, cause I never peel potatoes. I've always learned that like, that's where a lot of the fiber is and the nutrients and stuff like that. Well, I've learned that they actually have anti-nutrients that actually block the absorption of the vitamins and minerals that are inside of a potato. Um, and it's like, cause like plants have their own defense mechanisms. That's why like you rarely see someone who's like allergic 
to meet, right? Because the animal's defense mechanism is like their teeth, their nails, their, you know what I mean? Like they run, right? To like avoid a predator or something. But plants, a lot of us have different degrees of like not being able to tolerate it. And it's because of the anti-nutrients in the plant. And so some people are more sensitive to certain things than others, but like all of them have these anti-nutrients to some degree, right? And so I guess the peels in potato can be really difficult for people to digest. I've never had an issue in my life, but like maybe I have an issue now. (laughs) Maybe I have to, which sucks because I hate peeling potatoes. Like what a time consuming task. Now I know why people buy instant mashed potatoes. You know, I would never, but like I get it now. Okay. Anyway, so the whole thing with me talking about eating low carb and stuff like that, I wanted to talk about a mindset that people might get into. And that's like, okay, when you're struggling with eating a certain way to lose weight or whatever, and you feel like it's not working for your brain. Cause that's what I was experiencing where I just felt like, yes, like the results are there, you know, the food is healthy, blah, 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 blah. But I just felt like for my brain, this is, this didn't feel good for me. So in my humble opinion, it's important to recognize when something isn't working for you mentally versus you not being in the right mental state and kind of how we determine the difference. So in my opinion, when you're not in the right mental state, you're not sticking to anything. Any reason to go off track, you're doing it, right? Like, oh, there's a get together. I'm going to eat whatever. Oh, like so-and-so's invited me here. I'm getting drinks with them. You know what I'm saying? Like you just don't seem to have the motivation to like actually stick with anything you set out to do. That's you not being in the right mental state. And that's where you kind of need to like do some work on you and figure out like what goals are going to be motivating enough to get you to actually stick to something. Now, something not working for you mentally is maybe when you logically know I've done something different in the past and I, it didn't feel so difficult for me, right? Like, and I think you do have to give things a couple of weeks, right? Like you don't need to, you don't need to do like two days and then like call it quits. But you know, whether you're tracking macros or what, you know, like I think when you track macros, it feels difficult, but once you get a little momentum, it starts to feel easier. And same thing with like eating protein and plants or eating a low carb diet, you get used to, Uh, cooking in a certain way, reaching for certain things, stocking up your kitchen with certain things, and you just kind of get in the habit of it. And so for me, how I knew that it just wasn't working for me mentally was the fact that I was thinking about food all the time. Like I just, the whole time I was doing it, I was just like, all I'm thinking about is what I can eat next and trying to get creative to get enough protein. And I have to say, I think maybe not, it was harder to get as much protein as I typically get because I do get so much of my protein from dairy. But when I I wasn't eating dairy on a protein and plants diet, if you don't know what it is, it's like basically kind of paleo whole 30 ish where you're really eating from the produce department and the meat department. And, you know, sure you use like avocado oil and some things from the inside, but like you get the point. That's pretty much (laughs) what you eat. Anyway, I knew that like me thinking about food like that constantly, I could not stick with this. And so that's where a low carb diet for me makes me feel so much more at ease. But for some people like macro tracking 
is so much easier for them where they, they can have anything they want as long as it fits their macros. They can kind of plan in advance, that kind of stuff. Or, you know, something that worked for me really well in um, kind of the beginning of my health and fitness journey was eating on a meal plan. Does this mean you need to hire someone to write a meal plan for you? Absolutely not. And in fact, I don't recommend you do that. And let me explain why. If you're dependent on someone else writing your meal plan for you, you don't know how to eat for yourself. Do you know what I mean? So the way I would write a meal plan for someone is I would figure out their macros and then I would fill in the meals to hit those macros. You can use chat GPT to do that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you can use like, I have some different macro calculators that I recommend for a really good starting point. You can always message me if you need some like general guidance on like where to start with tracking macros. Um, but there's a lot of ways to do that. And I just think like, even if you just track for like a week and learn the general awareness, like you can take one of those meals or one of those days of eating and put it on repeat. And I'm not joking. That's what I did for a really long time. I don't think that works as well when you have kids and like a family because I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to be the mom <laughs> that's eating chicken and rice while her family like eats a meal. Like that's just not going to be me. And I'm also not going to make my kids eat like chicken and rice every single night. You know what I mean? I'm using very like bro bodybuilder examples, but that's what I'm saying. So I just think if you're struggling with your weight loss journey and you are finding that it's not working for your brain and you want to switch it up, you know, those are some questions to ask yourself, but more importantly, what do you do if your brain just ain't right and you're just not sticking to anything. I think that's a more difficult thing to encounter. And I think number one, you need to get serious about a goal that is exciting to reach. Okay. And be as allow yourself to be shallow. There's a lot of body positivity content content out there that makes you feel like a freaking monster for wanting a smaller waistline, for wanting to fit a certain size clothes, for wanting to feel good when you put on a certain type of dress or whatever. I'm going to be the one to give you permission. It's okay to be a little shallow with your fitness goals. For me personally, it gets me moving. Okay. It does. Because for me, the anxiety of someone taking a picture of me and like just hating how everything looks and not knowing how to pose away that you know like it just uh like I hate that I hate that feeling I know I logically know it doesn't matter I'm not gonna look back in 20 years at these pictures and like pick apart my body like I know it but I can't help it there is a part of me that feels really good when I can go online shopping and like feel pretty confident in a wide variety of things on how they're gonna fit there's just a lot of things like that right and the truth is like I've been at the tail end of this weight loss journey for a while and this part is like just so painfully slow I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. Like if I didn't lose any more weight and I just kind of like hovered around where I am and like this was it, I'm honestly like okay with it. I am. I am. I do like I have some goals and I am working toward them, but yeah, like I don't know if if I have to like get incredibly uncomfortable to get there, like I don't think I'm going to do that to myself. I'll talk about that another time. But um that's that's the biggest thing, right? Is like you have to embrace like there's going to be discomfort to get to something that's worthwhile right? And that we're just not talking in the like whole weight loss and fitness world, but like 
anything you work toward, it's going to be uncomfortable. It takes time. It takes consistency. And like, gosh, consistency is the most annoying thing, right? Because it's like you want to just be proud of yourself just for doing it one day. But like one day doesn't really move the needle. Not in a noticeable way anyway. It takes like all the days adding up. And there is no elevator. There is no like fast pass. It's like you got to take it one step at a time. I'm like, you can fall back down the steps and have to start over. And that's so freaking annoying to climb steps you've already climbed. I get it. I get it. So like, that's where, what you're working toward. You have to be in that, like, nothing is going to stop me mindset. Do you know what I mean? I vividly remember when that happened for me for the first time, because in my twenties, I had paid for marathons, didn't go, didn't train, nothing. I had a gym membership. I would go into the gym literally saying I'm going to run 10 miles. I don't know who I thought I was. I, I hadn't even run one mile. And I would like walk on the incline thing for a little bit. And then I'd be like, I'm tired. And I'd walk across the parking lot to Sherry's. If you don't know what Sherry's is, it's just like Denny's. It's like this, it's like a diner. And I would eat <laughs> instead. I'd be like, mm, that was not fun. Like I had no evidence that I was capable of sticking with it. And there was just something that clicked within me where I was like, nothing is going to stop me. The only person in charge of like, what's going to happen is me. You know, I had a trainer, I had hired a trainer and you know, she gave me the plan, the things to do, but like I had to do them. Right. Like that's, and like, once you kind of realize like committing to a goal, it's betting on you. And like, that's the safest bet because you're in control of all the variables, right? Yes, life is going to throw you curveballs, but like you learn how to catch them. So when those curveballs come again, which they will, you're more prepared for them and you learn from them, right? (sighs) Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's just what I wanted to talk to you about because I think it's important to recognize when something isn't working for your brain or your brain just ain't in the right spot, right? So let's move on. Anyway, I'm at Aldi right now and I have to run in. Wish me luck. I need to see if they have diapers because we are down to our last two and I like refuse to pay normal prices for diapers because I'm just, I am accustomed to buying a hundred diapers for $11. That's the price at Aldi. It is absolutely magical, but I'll be right back. I'll tell you if they have them. Okay. I'm back and I have two updates for you. This is big news. I am currently drinking the premier protein cafe latte, like ready to drink protein for those of you that are like super super clean eaters like go off queen i wish i could be you um but for me oh my gosh this is amazing i love the caramel one uh and i usually put a shot of espresso in it and it's so good like over ice it just it tastes like an iced caramel macchiato but okay maybe that's a stretch maybe not like just like an ice but it's very close and it's very good anyway this cafe latte thing this tastes the cake this is freaking good i am obsessed okay and aldi did have by the way i'm sorry i still have this lingering cough that i swear only comes out when i'm trying to record a podcast anyway what was i saying oh the diapers they had size fours and then when i opened my trunk to put in the size fours so the size fours only come in a pack of 82 so it's not quite as good of a deal but like still I dare you to find a better deal than like 82 diapers for $11. Are you joking? Um, and they're good too. They're good diapers. But when I opened my trunk, I had like probably 
70, no, 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 not probably like 40 diapers that are a size three. So I'm like, okay, this is going to get me through. I'm just going to have to do a daily stop at Aldi until they have another box of size threes. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. So my next stop. Oh, and I got Kevin, uh, this thing. So this is like a little tip for my parents out there. Okay. And right now this is the warning. If there are little ears listening, the little ears need to stop listening. Okay. Or at least just fast forward like two minutes. Okay. Uh, so we have Kevin take pictures with my phone so that we can send present ideas to Santa. It makes it really nice so that I, I can remember exactly what we're looking for. So that is one of my next stops is I'm going to, we have this great store by our house. It's called the Learning Express. And I think they're, I thought they were locally owned, which is like part of the reason I try to support them. And I'm still going to try to support them because, and I want to just say this, like as a PSA, you guys, I get it. It's so convenient to shop online, but it's also really nice to have these local establishments to actually walk in and especially for your kids, right? To like look at toys. They will be drawn to completely different things when they're actually in the store versus when you're just scrolling on Amazon, right? It's a totally different experience. I don't live in a small town, but I also don't live in like a super metropolitan area like Seattle, like I did before, right? So we have one toy store that I know of. And then we have Walmart and like Target, which whoa, big difference. I, we go to the Walmart toys, toy section all the time. Like anytime I walk into Walmart with Kevin, he is insisting we go to that toy section and it's kind of sucks, but like the target toy section. Wow. I am a target hater through and through only because I don't know why. Well, I, so I went there again the other day and I was like, just trying to like, think about my experience. Like, why do I not like this experience? What, what about it just is not comfortable to me. And I feel like it's way too busy, but Trader Joe's is always busy and that doesn't bother me. I'll, I'll go into Trader Joe's anytime when it's busy, but Target, I don't know. It feels more chaotic maybe because there's so many different sections and it's like, I can't, I don't even know for sure where my section that I'm trying to go to is. It's like, I want to peruse, but it's too busy. I don't know. I just, I'm not a Target girl. Oh, I kind of want to go to Gabe's, you know, so I'm driving right now. Have you guys ever been to a Gabe's? Gabe's is kind of like TJ Maxx and Ross had a cheap little sister. Oh my gosh. And they just opened one right on the way to Kevin's preschool. It's very close to my house. It's very close to, uh, yeah, it's just, it's great. Okay. It's, it's amazing. I'm a big fan. I'm going to have to swing by there on the way home. So many stops, so many errands. And Cameron was like, take your time because I have been, not a nice girl this week. Ooh, should we talk about that? Sorry, I keep, I have to take a sip every once in a while of this freaking delicious premier protein. Okay, let's talk about me being a not so nice girl this week. I don't know if it's cycle related. I don't know what's going on, but my irritability was through the roof. And so I'm just going to vent. Okay, I'm going to vent. And this, let me be clear, there is no anger toward my husband. But I'm so envious sometimes of certain things he has. And I recognize that he is envious of things that I have. For example, I work from home and I'm able to get a majority of my work done in part-time hours, right? 
that is part of running my own business. Now, with that being said, my income also fluctuates a lot, right? Like my husband is able to really depend on his income. Not to mention he gets to like go to work and be out of the house and like really focus on it. Like the kids aren't interrupting him. You know, I am kind of a, okay. So when it comes to childcare, I'm really uncomfortable with daycares until they can talk and tell me what's going on there. And I'm probably being crazy. I've just heard too many stories. And because I have the ability to avoid it, I'm going to, um, because I, I just get really creative with like nanny shares and stuff like that. And I just, I really do the math to make it as affordable as possible. And you know, you, you network, you figure stuff out. Right. So that's but I, but I'll say it's really stressful because when you're doing a nanny share, you're depending on one person to show up for your childcare where versus like, if you send your kids to a daycare, you can depend on them figuring out the staffing situation, right? If somebody quits, they're going to like hire them. If somebody calls in sick, they're going to like figure it out. Right. So whereas me, it's like, if they call in sick, I am just simply screwed. What a dumb tangent. Like what a dumb tangent. Okay. Back to the point. The point is, so Cameron works out in the morning from, he usually leaves around like five. I think the workout officially starts at five, five fifteen. No, no, no. Five thirty. They work out five thirty to six fifteen, but they have this thing called EC extra credit. I don't know why I, I, it's like not any faster to say EC versus extra credit, but that's what they call it anyway. So he goes a little bit early usually. So he's gone and the kids are like, nor before they were waking up at like between six and seven, like somewhere in that hour. But like for the last several weeks, these kids have been waking up in the five o'clock hour. I do not mind waking up at the five o'clock hour, but you know what I like to do? Drink coffee by myself and read my book. Okay. When both kids are waking up in that five o'clock hour and essentially smacking me in the face with their needs and not giving me a chance to like unload the dishwasher, get breakfast started, read my book, chill. It's just an aggressive start to the day. That's all I can say. It's an aggressive start. And it's, and it's, it's a little much because, you know, so then we go, we both go to work. Right. And then immediately when I'm like, I don't really get to finish work. I just like wrap it up. It's time to go pick up the kids. Like that's how my day works. Whereas my husband, he gets to like wrap up his work, you know, and like kind of come home when he can like hit a good stopping point. Right. Because he knows the kids are taken care of with me. Um, and that's again, like you can look at both sides. I'm just, I'm, I, I start to, what happens is I start to get resentful toward him and it's not his fault. It's not his fault. Like there are solutions, which I'll get to in a minute. So then in the afternoons, I have the kids and I really try to do something fun. I try to get out of the house. I I get really inspired by this girl on TikTok. She's a stay at home mom who's never home. That's how she describes herself. So the time I'm home with my kids or have the time free with my kids, I really try to stay out of the house. It's a little bit challenging because Casey does still need an afternoon nap. Some days she does one nap a day. A lot of times she's doing two naps a day, but whatever. She'll just kind of like nap in the car and we'll just have fun. We'll go places. I'll invite friends over or we'll go over to friends' houses. The other day we just, I told you guys we did that Target run where we just literally walked around Target and a lot of times it's kind of a disaster. Like Casey wants to be on my boob. Kevin wants to do that. Like, it's just, you know, it, I'm doing my best. Okay. But it like, it ain't pretty all the time. So if you do follow that girl on TikTok, she does a pretty decent job of like showing 
when it gets crazy, but like, I just feel like for me, I'm like, am I just not conditioned to this? Like I really struggle in so many of these situations, (laughs) but whatever. Anyway, then I got to get home and typically I start making dinner. I am the kind of person 334. I am starting to make dinner by that time so that I can have dinner ready by like five. That's my goal is to have dinner ready by five. We're an early bedtime family. I like to make sure that, you know, we have plenty of time to read the books, do all the things. And for the most part, it's been working, but I have been feeling, um, very angry while I'm trying to make dinner because the kids are just, that is the the time of day they start to get really needy. Like Kevin wants to watch TV and I'm like, okay, that's enough TV. Go play in your giant playroom with all of your toys. Right. And he's just, then he's like, I want a snack. You know, I'm like, I'm like, here's some fruit. You guys can have some fruits and vegetables. Like, and the reason I do that is because if you're going to snack before dinner, I, I, you're not going to eat a bunch of Cheez-Its. You're not going to eat just like, you know, straight processed foods. Like if you're really hungry, you're going to eat something healthy. Right. And I, I'm trying to think like, do, do I ever really throw, I'll do like the, um, like the cheese wisps versus like a cheese cracker, right? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like instead of like a cheese it, I do those little like Parmesan cheese crisps or they have like the cheddar ones. I usually, they have them at Aldi. They have them at, they have them everywhere. And it's usually like a salad topper, but it's kind of a keto thing. And the reason I do that again is because you're getting like actual protein, actual nutrients. If you're actually hungry, you will eat those things. But because my children are, you know, victims of being introduced to processed food, that's what they want. They want yogurt covered pretzels. They want Cheez-Its. They want, you know, stuff that I'm just like, I have to hold this boundary, man, because if you eat a bunch of that, then you're not going to eat dinner and then it's going to be bedtime and you're going to be like, I'm hungry, you know? And it's just like, it's so hard because I'm also like, am I being too strict on this? Like, should I loosen up? Is it that big of a deal if they eat a bowl of Cheez-Its? And it's like, all this is happening while I'm trying to make dinner. And they're like yelling at me. And I'm just trying, I'm trying so hard to like hold my boundaries, but stay calm and like be chill. Right. And then, then my dog, my dog, I can't let my dog out right now because my dog escapes. Okay. So my dog wants dinner, but if I feed him dinner, that's taking away from you know, making dinner or my children. And then my dog immediately needs to go out. Once I make him dinner, he, or once I feed him, he immediately needs to go out. Okay. And so if I let him out, I have to hover like a hawk. Like I cannot let him escape. And fun fact about my dog, he's also deaf. Okay. So I can't like call him back. I kind of have to just wait for him to come back. It's just, it's such a thing. Like it's, so stressful. And I, I'm just been like, Oh, I'm like, I'm up to my, I'm over it, man. I'm over it. And I finally told Cameron, I was like, I think the solution is I just don't make dinner until you get home. We're just going to eat dinner later. I'm going to, I'll, you know, if I, if I'm feeling like I totally got it, I'll start early. But like, for the most part, I'm just going to play with the kids, feed the dog and just be present. (laughs) Right. I can just make a nice snack for them. And like, that's it right? Does it, and I, and I was like, what is simple solution to the problem? But I have been like in my feelings this week. Cause I'm like, I hate how grumpy I get. Like, I don't want to be that mom. You know, I don't want to be a grumpy mom, but I've been grumpy and, and, you know, and then I just, I get mad, I, I get mad at Cameron for working hard, 
You know, like, I, what, what am I, that's not fair, right? So anyway, I am very grateful for the flexibility of my job and like that I'm able to be home with my kids so much. There's so much to be grateful for. And I am, I don't want to sound like an ungrateful brat. <laughs> I really don't. Um, but it's just, you know, it's, it's been a week, man. I'm feeling in a much better headspace. I actually had, this is going to sound so cheesy, but I had like such a special moment with my daughter today. I don't know if any moms of like multiple kids can like relate to this feeling, but where you just have this moment where you're so connected to your child, you're just able to have that like totally alone time with them and you just feel so connected and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't do this enough with you. Look at you, like you do it all the time with your first, right? Like, you, you know, every moment you're together, like you can just soak them in. But like when your brain is split between two kids, it's like when you do have those special moments, it's just, yeah, I was like holding her. I just like, I was like tearing up. Like I was like, oh, I just, this is going so fast. My friend, she just had her third baby last March and I was just talking to them and they were like, this is insane how fast it's going. It's making me so sad. It's just, oh, it's crazy because it feels like it slips through your fingers, you know? Um. Anyway, I'm going to go into the toy store now. I'll let you know what I get. By the way, if anyone has code names for this type of shopping that you use in front of your children, please let me know because we need to come up with a code name for it. I, in my head, I feel like code names are, it always goes to pineapple but then once you learn about like swingers, it really hits different. You know, it's just, mm -mm, I don't think I want to use that. You know, in the front of the store, there's a zebra. Maybe I should call it zebra shopping. Okay. I'm back. <sighs> I felt like I had to eat my words there. I went on my phone because some of the things I was just like, this seems so overpriced. Like the little, I wanted to get some slime and some of just like the little stuff like that, like the little squishy toys that are kind of like, I guess, sensory-ish that they kids always just love to play with. But I'm not going to spend $10 on each one. That's crazy, right? So <laughs> I just like grabbed my phone and I was looking up some of these toys because there's this really cool one. It's a dart thing. It's called like sparky murky or something like that but it's actually magnetic so the little darts are magnetic so you don't have like you know the pokey thing that they would be throwing and potentially hurting someone with it's a little like magnetic one and it's so cool and Kevin was really interested when we came to this store but I went and looked it up on Amazon and it's six dollars cheaper like I know six dollars isn't that big of a deal but when it's like overpaying for this overpaying for that so I <laughs> the stuff I could find on Amazon I just I ordered it there and then I bought this like marshmallow fluff so all I bought was marshmallow fluff and two really bouncy balls they're called moon balls and those were so I spent like forty dollars for those three things that's it that's great that seems insane doesn't it man why can't I turn left here um, this part of town, so I'm like by the mall, which I don't know, do malls kind of depress you a little bit? Is anyone figuring out like what they're going to do with all these malls? Because it just feels like they're slow. They're dying this slow, painful death. I mean, like I was just talking about, right? I want to support them, but it must, the markup that they have to create in order to pay the real estate, like, sorry, man, inflation is hitting over here too. I can't overpay by that much. 
Okay. Anyway, this actually is where Lidl is. I just, several months ago, I did a whole podcast about Lidl and how I was obsessed with it. And I quickly became obsessed with it. And I can't remember why. Maybe I'll go in there because it's right next to Ulta. I'm actually, I did a like pickup order at Ulta. Dang it. My gas light came on. Why does that always happen? So the question is, when will I actually get gas? It says I have 40 miles. It says 39. 40 miles until I'll run out of gas. My dad said he, like, it said zero, and he kept going for, like, 10 more miles. And I was like, Dad, like, that's just dumb. I've never run out of gas, though. Okay, so I'm going to run into Ulta, and I will tell you what my Ulta haul is. And if I get anything at Lidl, I'll let you know. I really need a rotisserie chicken today, so if they have one... I will grab it. Okay, you ready for the Ulta haul? First off, Lidl did not have rotisserie chickens. I know you were really (laughs) wondering about that, right? Okay, so I got, I wanted to see if they had a semi-permanent color. Did I mention that? I think I might have. So I found this really cool color depositing conditioner from the brand Cara Color. And I heard it smells really good. And so I got the mocha latte one, which I'm pretty sure is just like a light brown. But basically, if you have like one color hair and you notice like it fades quickly and stuff like that, this is like a hair mask. You just like put it on and it deep conditions your hair and just simply deposits a little bit of color in. So I got that. I got one of those brushes so you can scrub your back. And I don't know that I've ever been so freaking excited to scrub my back. Um, I got a makeup sponge because I don't have one. I like used to have one a long time ago. And then of course I like never bought one again. And I just kind of lately been realizing Chelsea grow up. You need to have a makeup sponge. Um, I got essence lash princess false lash effect mascara. It's just always good to try a new mascara. Every time I buy mascara, I try a new one. I don't know that I have like a Holy grail mascara. I swear by There was this one a couple years ago that was on Black Friday special at Ulta, and I really, really liked it, but I don't like the normal price. Oh my gosh. No, I didn't. I did I buy two bronzers? Oh no, no. She just I think she put it in a different in a different bag. Yeah. Okay, so I got that same brand Essence. They have a bronzer that I went ahead and purchased. I bought some glycolic acid toning solution. That's for like evening out your skin. And I just feel like I could use that right now. I got some more Maybelline Fit Me foundation. I am a dewy girl. I like a moist look. I know some people hate that word. I got Neutrogena Rapid Wrinkle Repair Retinol Pro. So my skincare routine is pretty much the TikTok trifecta, but I'm adding in some glycolic acid. So if you don't know what the TikTok trifecta is, it's you wash your face with Dial hand soap. Straight up, unscented, dial freaking hand soap it's amazing um (laughs) obsessed and then i used neutrogena like age reverse or something i'm using like the the more potent one now that i've worked through that container i like upgraded if you get what i'm saying because i feel like with retinols you want to like ease into it now granted this is like over-the-counter retinol so it's nothing crazy but still i'm going to ease into it and then i use gold bond moisturizer and then yeah so that's what i that's what i bought And then I got the new e.l.f. Glow Reviver Lip Oil. Again, uh, influenced by TikTok. It's all over TikTok. And it's like, it's just like a hydrating lip oil with a slight tint, like nothing crazy. So that's my Ulta haul. I had 
two gift cards to spend. So altogether, I did not spend very much. Now we need to go get a rotisserie chicken because we are going to make a buffalo chicken soup. I'm so excited, you guys. I love buffalo chicken anything, but I just haven't made buffalo chicken anything in ages because I was doing protein and plants and I couldn't have blue cheese. And what is buffalo chicken without blue cheese? Trash. That's the answer. Trash. I get it. Some of you don't like blue cheese and I, it, honestly, it's a little immature, but I get it. I do. I do understand, but it's like, you just have to grow up and elevate your palate. It's kind of like you, you can make fun of me for not liking beer. I never grew up and enjoyed the taste of beer, you know? beer is really gross though I don't get it I whenever I see like my friends drink beer can I tell you what my initial thought is pick me girl it's like girls who like sports like that same type of vibe it just it's giving pick me girl and I know they probably genuinely like beer just like I genuinely like coffee and I didn't when I was you know a kid right you just you grow up and you start to like certain things I grew up and I liked blue cheese but like when I was little I didn't What's, that, what's some other things that you just kind of grow up and start to enjoy? A caramelized onion. So gross when you're a kid. So, de like, delightful as a grown-up. Sautéed mushrooms on your steak. That's a big one. Uh, like a fresh tomato. Kids, not a huge fan of fresh tomatoes. And that, I will say, like, I gave my child tomatoes. Like, as a baby, early toddler. I was just talking to someone about this. She said she follows this person who has like a two-year-old that just eats everything and she thinks of me and how my child used to eat everything and then it just it changed and so let's talk about it like let's, let's talk about like the evolution of picky eating in children so my son he was given the best diet like I I did Whole30 right around the time he first started eating so all of his first foods were very creative Whole30 meals grain-free, dairy-free, <coughs> again, because it's Whole30, right? Thank goodness. Okay, I have to tell you something. When you have to turn and it's a red light, do you just sometimes want to wait for the green light? Like, I'm not in a rush. I'll just wait. <laughs> That's me. Anyway, the light turned green, so I didn't have to, like, piss everyone off behind me. There was only one person behind me, but still, like, sometimes, like, my mind does that. Okay, back to the evolution of picky eating. So he ate really good and he continued to eat well. I've always made just like a wide variety of foods. I've never, I've just never held back with Kevin. My mother, I'm not blaming her, but she did introduce some of the more fun stuff, the goldfish crackers, things like that. And so my, my mom's excuse was like, he wasn't eating unless I gave him this. And I'm like, then he might not have been hungry right? Like, cause sometimes you're, you're not hungry if you're not like reaching for the meat, the fruits, the vegetables, the cheese, right? If you're only going to eat, if you can eat something like airy and processed, then are you really hungry? Probably not. It's kind of like when you're really hungry, how like a bag of chips does nothing for you. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, then as time goes on, it starts so simple. You know, they're like, they're in the early stages of talking and they start refusing the meals and you feel like, okay, well you eat most things. So you must really genuinely not like this. Let's figure something out. I don't want you to go to bed hungry. You know, I, it's so like, I get it. Those parents that are like, this is what's for dinner. Right. But you don't have that motivation to be that mean until way down the road. And you've already given in and like set the message like 10,000 times you know, that you'll make something else. Like it just happens so gradually. And Cameron and I still like look back. We're like, where did we go wrong? 
Should, like, was it the introduction of the goldfish crackers? Was that it? Can we blame my mom? Probably not. I mean, desserts. Like, because we're watching Casey, and Casey still, she eats everything. She does. And I'm just like, is it going to change with her? I, I feel like it will, because I see it in so many kids. I have some friends that have, like, extremely clean diets in their household. Like, they just, they do not touch gluten. They only eat, like raw dairy like that level of like they may as well be homesteading you know what I mean and their kids still have their own version of pickiness so I think it's just I don't know it's I don't think you can avoid it as a parent I just think you're destined to go through this phase it's very humbling it's very annoying because you just want to make what you want to make and and it's kind of easier to just throw some chicken nuggets in the air fryer and call it a day right I don't do that like I really try to for dinner like I really try to provide safe foods that are still somewhat healthy right like cheese and crackers and some fruit with as a side with dinner you know but man if anyone has tips out there please let me know I've been kind of like not I've been I've been doing all this research about like food mindset stuff with kids because I can see that we're trying to have too much control over what he does and doesn't eat has anyone done this recently? Like, I don't want to make him weird about food, but God, it's so hard when you feel like you're in charge of what they can and can't eat. Like literally Kevin is so sweet. He'll ask like, can I have a piece of candy? Right? Like there will, Cameron had brought home this little bag of candy and supposedly gave it to Kevin, but like he wanted to tell him when he could actually have it. I'm like, okay, so you didn't really give it to him. To me, if you give it to him, it's like, then they now get to dictate when they have it. Right? Like to me, the things I get to dictate for Kevin is like, when you go on my phone, right? Like, yo, like that's a treat, right? We're not going to do that very often, but like in a pinch, we will watch a little YouTube on mom's phone. If you like, whatever. Right. So do you guys get what I'm saying here? But I don't know. Like I, I don't want Kevin to feel like he has to ask permission to eat everything. But at the same time, if I let him have free reign, I'm pretty sure he would eat dessert most meals. You know what he did the other day? We were making, we made his lunch together and he loved that. He loved being a part of the process. You know what kind of sandwich he had? A mayonnaise sandwich. That's it. A Hawaiian roll with mayonnaise. Isn't that disgusting? But that's what he wanted. And I was like, buddy, I'm going to put a couple slices of cheese in here. And he was like, I'm not going to eat them. I was like, I know, but I'm going to feel better knowing at least you have protein available in case your tummy decides you need a little protein but if you don't eat it it's not a big deal you know it like I open his lunch and sure enough he ate his entire mayonnaise sandwich and didn't touch the cheese it's like do you just let them have free like what what is the answer here who who really thinks they have the answer I do believe in you got to take a bite you got to try everything I think that's a decent rule there's this page called big little feelings on Instagram and they're like really popular and I just strongly disagree with a lot of the things they say. I actually own one of their courses and I just kind of roll my eyes at some of it. But at the same time, like I'm not a parenting expert, right? But hear me out. I think you need to try it. Be polite. Sorry, man. The more times you get exposed to foods, like the more like, like the way I learned to like coffee and blue cheese is by like trying it multiple times, right? So I just, she, they were saying how you shouldn't like force kids to take a bite. I'm like, mm, no, you need to take a bite, period. Where do you guys stand on that? Taking a bite. 
is that my hot take? Is that my unpopular opinion for the week? Make kids take a bite. (laughs) Um, On that note, we're getting a little long this week. It's fine. It's fine. So I am headed to the store to get my rotisserie chicken. I'm making a buffalo chicken soup. I'm just, it's like the perfect cold weather meal for me. I am trying to decide if I want to get some pork rinds to go with it. Uh, The thing is, that's the one thing about keto. Like I love a crunchy topper on a soup, you know, like if you have a bowl of chowder, like having some saltine crackers crushed up on top or like, oh my gosh, can we talk about chili? People who eat chili without Fritos. Whoa, you're fancy. Honestly, you're fancy, which I just had a realization too. So I listened to this other podcast and it's, they're, they're Jewish. And so they're kosher. So I didn't, I truly had never thought about having a chili without sour cream and cheese. They've been talking a lot about chili on that podcast lately. So that's where it came up. And I was just like reading through the comments on this chili post, like, God, Chelsea, get a life. But anyway, somebody was saying, whoa, you don't put sour cream and cheese on top. And somebody said they're kosher. And they just, wow, wow. That's a sacrifice that's huge and you know that ain't like a temporary thing like that's for life that's amazing so anyway if you didn't know people who eat kosher eat their chili without sour cream and cheese I do wonder if they go for like dairy alternatives I've actually never had a dairy-free sour cream before and I I've I think I might have tried an almond an almond cheese or something like that (coughs) I can't remember if I did, it, it was a long time ago. If I tried it funny enough, the first time I ate like whole 30 ish. And I, I think I was back when I lived in Montana and it was in great falls, Montana, which is a smaller town. It's not the smallest town in Montana. There are far smaller towns. Like the fact that great falls is a dot on the map and not just like a space between the dots, which is like many of the towns in Montana. So it's a decent sized town, but man, grocery shopping there was tough. Do you know how much I spent on almond butter once? $20 for a, like, not a giant jar, like a a smaller, pretty, like, just like, I don't know, whatever size that jar is. I think it's like 11 ounce jar of peanut butter. It's like 11 servings. Why am I like having, I feel like I'm not explaining things well today. Like I just, okay, Chelsea, wrap up your podcast, go get your rotisserie chicken and just move on. I think that's what I got to do. I hope you enjoyed this episode this week, you guys. I really hope that if you're in a season where you are trying to figure out if what you're doing is not working for your brain or your brain just ain't in the right spot, maybe next week I can dive deeper into how to get your brain in the right spot. I do think there's something about just being done with your own BS too. I use that phrase a lot. I talk about it with like my one-on-one coaching. It's just like when you're just like, okay, I'm done. I'm ready to like take things really seriously like not F around anymore. And like, if that's you and you do want like me as your coach, I do offer one-on-one coaching. It's expensive. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's three months. My goal is to get you so educated and confident and like understand your body and your plan that when you're done, you know what to do, right? Like you're, it's not just like, Oh, I'm going to keep selling you three month packages. I'm not that girl right? I don't, you know, this is anyway, anyway, if that's something you want to do, let me know. I can give you info on that, but otherwise you should try my workouts. Okay. You can try them for free. If you go to hitbodies.com registrations closed, but there will be a little pop-up 
and it's for the three-day slay program which is three days of workouts three days of nutrition super amazing and if you need like low carb meal ideas i post everything i put in my mouth on my instagram broadcast channel that is so self-indulgent by the way do you know how like douchey i feel like oh i'm gonna take a picture of everything i eat i know it's just it feels annoying but the the idea is to give you ideas right it's not like you need to copy everything i do it's like oh that looks good oh that looks good oh that's a good idea because i do throw together a lot of stuff right it's not always beautiful meals sometimes it's a protein shake sometimes it's slices of cheese with pickles you know very girl dinner right okay and i am truly done now i love you thank you for listening to this podcast i will chat with you next week bye